0: Here in Coach's Corner chats, and today I just want to talk about hey, my season's over. What can I do now to make myself a better coach? And here's what I've done so far, and I found it super, super beneficial. And that is going to tournament games. So I and I've gone to a couple this week, a, a girls tournament game and a boys tournament game. And one of the things that's really awesome is when you get to sit back. Um, and kind of like in my way of saying you don't have a dog in the fight so you're just kind of watching um, and for me it was really really cool to see number one what the, the intensity and the environment was like at the next level um, in terms of rounds so like we lost in the first round so I got, I've, I'm getting to see uh, games in second and third rounds of the tournament and you can see how the, the quality of play has increased, the intensity increases um, et cetera, et cetera. The other thing that's been good for me is it gives me an opportunity to see some coaches that I've coached against and what they're like in a different kind of setting. So I see them when they play my team. So I can see like what their setup is and how they attack it. But the cool thing about being in that tournament environment is the level that they're playing against as you go one from one round to the next, of course, um, gets better, gets stronger, and so one of the things that kind of i've taken away from the two games was uh, and just kind of weird things but one where coaches stand while they're coaching um and so some of the coaches that i've watched from the game stuff so pretty much four different coaching staffs um one the head coach is off by himself and the assistants were on the bench and were kind of with the players another one uh, they were like an amoeba. They were constantly moving. So the head coach was here, and then the assistant was there, and then he looked back down, and there was a different coach in a different spot um, kind of giving information. Um, and then another one, it was almost as if the head, the coaches were in a, like a whatever, 15-yard box, and they were just kind of stuck in that, and they were with each other and kind of connected constantly. You could tell we're just kind of chatting away uh, with one another and I'm not saying one is better than the other but my coaches and I we've actually kind of laughed because there'll be times where I find myself standing at like the 10-yard line um along the sideline and you're like what in the world are you doing um and then you know I kind of think about what does that in terms of as a player uh what are you looking at as, as your coaches wandering the sidelines like that um and what have you, and what's that perception that they have and their thought process with that. The second thing that I took away from the two matches this week was um, adjustments. So just seeing preparation. You know, one, um, the one, one of the teams was very strong in the girls' game when it came to uh, long throws and set pieces. And so you could tell the other team, as soon as it was a throw-in or a set piece, they were very very organized in the back um in terms of how they were going to deal with that um you know and then the other thing in both games teams got down and so then it was really interesting for me to see we can you know i was watching with some buddies and stuff and we were like "Well, let's see what changes they make so one was preparation uh for the game you could tell both teams in both matches all four teams had an identity had something that they wanted to do um but then I thought it was really cool just to kind of see what, what did some of the teams do when they were down. Um, did they change their style? Did they stick with what they were doing? Did they say, hey, there's 10 minutes left, we need to make a move now? And did they move guys up front? Did they keep their shape? Uh, did they, you know, come out at halftime and maybe switch some guys positionally-wise? So, you know, like my, I flip my, outs, my you know, center attacking mid now became my striker and I moved my striker out right and all that kind of stuff so it was kind of cool to start looking at some of that x's and o's uh and like I said a huge benefit to be outside of the of the chaos and the intensity and all that of it the third thing that I thought was really interesting is when you up the ante this is when or you're done your season's over if you lose. So the pressure, the um, you know, the added excitement, the adrenaline, all of that, competition, the passion, all that is there. And what I noticed was that little things with referees become kind of a distraction. And so, do you spend the time getting on referees about certain calls, or do you just kind of like move on and focus on? that coaching side of things. I think it's a balancing act for coaches because, you know, I know from experience if you kind of get on a ref a little bit, that that might win you a call later. Um, and so in both games, both and for both sides, all both sides, um, in each of the games, there were moments where I felt like, um, you know, I was kind of curious as to how much they were going to keep pushing the ref l- and then move back to what they were going to do. Uh, and I know from experience, this is one of the things that I had to work on. My first year, I felt like at times I let my emotion do the coaching. And so I got a handful of yellows last year uh, or two years ago when I first started doing the high school level um, for just being pretty much a jerk um, and arguing calls as if they were just going to go back and say, you know, you're right, coach, and I'm going to change it. Um, and this year, no yellows for me because I felt like I learned from that that I have to do a better job as a coach to be coaching the players and to role model. Like, look, things are not going to go your way. Calls are not going to happen, but we've got to find a way soccer wise that we can take care of business without letting the ref have to be the one that makes takes control of it. So that, I've had that conversation with a couple coaches, which it sucks to be in a position where, um, a referee ends up making a call that could make or break the game, be it a penalty kick, be it an offsides call, or whatever. But if you look at any time, and I've learned this because my team has gone through this a ton, there's something that occurs before that, if was fixed and taken care of, never puts you in a position that a PK could have been called, or there was an offsides, or whatever. It could have been a you know a loss of possession in a dangerous spot that we have to recover, and then it's chaos. Or defensively, we don't mark a guy, so then we have to make up for it. Or my keeper has to come and make an extra, have um, a step. And I'm saying this completely, like you know, from the stands. I'm sitting up in the stands. I'm not on the sideline. Um, I've not been, you know, coached in a you know district semifinal or a district final and all that type of stuff. But these are things that, when I do, and I plan on doing it, that hopefully I learned from this and I've learned from watching these other coaches um, who I have tons of respect for, uh, you know, one, their teams are really, really stinking good. Uh, I've played against a couple of them. Um, I've watched some, you know, the girls side, I've watched uh, the, the quality of play that's going on here in Southwest Ohio and everything that I see, I take away from. And I know that there's all the emotions, all the adrenaline that you're trying to battle for your kids and so I was, you know, like I said, my three takeaways were, um, one, how, kind of where are you on the sidelines as a coach, all right, where's your staff as a, co- as, as a group, um, two, the preparation coming into the game, and then the mid-game, uh, you know, changes that you made, adjustments that were made in both games I thought were really really interesting and eye opening for me and then number three that balancing act that balancing act of the referee's influence on your attention or focus versus your focus on your players your team um, and what have you and I thought that was some really really cool uh, things for me take away and when some people people say look my team my season's over what can I do Um, look I want to be where those teams are at. I want to be where those coaches are at right now. Um, and so I need to go and see what's that environment like. Uh, what is? What are some of the things that I can take away from it? And those are three big things that I know that now I can implement and get better as a coach and continue to help my midi soccer program improve, grow, and develop. And I'm super excited for that. Um, but like I said, that's my main takeaways and something that I would really, really – um, recommend to high school coaches that when you're done, don't just say, well, oh, that's it. You have to see what else is out there. You have to see what the challenges are. You have to see what other coaches do because they're successful for a reason. And that's why I want to continue to keep going and, and learning and growing from those opportunities and keep putting myself out there. Hey, this is Karen, Coaches Corner Chats, and I'm out.